Rush is back. Hour number two. Teddy Lehman here. Tyler McComas. Travis Davidson hanging out in Tulsa today. Got the OU Arkansas basketball game tomorrow. Was that noon tip, Tyler? Is that what time that's getting underway? Noon tip tomorrow inside the BOK. Yes, Sooners and Hogs. Noon tip, BOK. Um, going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I uh, I was interested. You know, I was just looking up Arkansas, and it's funny to see that SEC basketball has four teams ranked ahead of Kentucky right now. Um, you got Tennessee seven, Alabama eight, Arkansas nine, Auburn. 11 and then Kentucky at 16. They used to rule the roost nonstop and yep. They'll be back. They'll circle back around, but uh just kind of interesting seeing that that unfold. Um Alabama's Yeah, had because a big the SEC, you know, I mean they've been good at football for a while obviously, but they were looked at as okay, well that's a football and a baseball conference. Basketball, they kind of suck outside of Kentucky and maybe Florida here and there. Arkansas way good. back in the day. Yeah, in the 90s. The SEC is probably right now and over the past three to five years as good of a basketball conference as it's been. Now, is it better than the Big 12? I don't think that that's the case. The Big 12 has, what, the past two national champs? Mm-hmm. So, don't – I mean, Teddy, I, I would, I'm not going to operate rolling into the SEC like, oh, jeez, OU's just going to rule the roost now. They're going to finish second or third every single year. Like, Alabama's playing good basketball. We mentioned Arkansas. Um, Tennessee plays good basketball. There's just some teams that haven't traditionally played good hoops. I don't know if they're putting more money into it or what it is, but it's not a bad little conference. No, and you got some you got some sleepers in there that used to be really good, like Florida. Uh, obviously, went on um, you know just a dominant run. Uh, Missouri, it's been a while, but Missouri used to be a really good basketball program. LSU will pop up every now and then. So yeah, there's. There's some strong schools. There's a lot of talent in that in those areas, those recruiting areas. So, yeah, it's not not going to well, be not going to be easy. I mean, with uh, with Kentucky, you mentioned that they uh, kind of used to rule the roost. Well, I mean, they're a football school now. That's right. Yeah, it's what you happens. Don't, you, you don't lock horns uh, with a Stoops brother, and uh, you know, all of a sudden think that you're still a top dog out there. You know. Yeah, John Calipari didn't uh, agree with that, but uh, Mark Stoops, you know, that that was a fun little uh, Twitter exchange, which, by the way, perfect segue, Travis. Nice job. Speaking of a Stoops and speaking of Twitter spats, um, we woke up to an interesting tweet from Bob Stoops about Pac-12 officials, and I'm trying to <laughs> scroll over and find it. It was a Pac-12 officiating error during Oregon-Washington State game, embarrassing commissioner says and bob says amazing this happened in 2006 and they are still embarrassed shrug emoji I was, yes bob that's awesome that was great had the picture on there uh was it alan patrick holding the football yes um i i did a quick little search and, and didn't hit anything and i don't know i i was doing something else what do you know what happened in the oregon washington state game i have no idea i, I didn't read into it but i'm guessing that the exact same thing happened um, in that game that did OU Oregon the way that Bob was responding? Maybe. Don't know. Um, but, yeah, that was that was good. That was uh, – I saw that and I was like, ah, that's fantastic. Never forget, man. Never, uh, never let him live down. Maybe the worst call I've ever seen. 
We, we all, it was a very active day. Maybe. There can't be – it is impossible to have a worse call than that when yeah. you award the football to somebody else whenever the other team has it. Another interesting Twitter exchange. Um, we, we had a question out on the, on the ref on, on Twitter yesterday. OU fans, what excites you the most about the return of Austin Stogner? And Hall of Famer Roy Williams tweeted out, he says, still wondering why he left, shrug emoji. It's just puzzling to me. Not mad at the kid, just confused. He left us for a reason, pondering emoji. Sooner Nation slash at OU football is a special place. Crazy to think one would voluntarily walk away from it. That's all. Hashtag Boomer. So Roy Williams is thinking to himself, like, okay, cool, he's back, but why did he leave in the first place? I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily have an answer to that. You know, he um, he his coach was Beamer. Beamer left. Joe John Finley came in. Um, you know, I I don't know. Like he he was never really utilized the same after he had that injury. Um, you know, I don't know how he – it felt like he was in the portal no matter what with Lincoln Riley. Like, he was going to be gone, right? Even perhaps before the Lincoln Riley stuff. Sure. He had already maybe made that up in his mind that that's what he was going to do and, and go play for Shane Beamer, who used to be his position coach. So, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. Um, you know, I, I understand the point 100%. I get it. But, I'm not really going to hold that against uh, Austin Stogner. That he, I mean, that's just – I don't know. It's kind of old news to me. Like, let's see what he can do his last year. Maybe he'll have his best year in college football. I'm not – I don't know. I guess I'm just not looking at this Austin Stogner deal and saying, well, I don't know about you. You left the first time. Well, I just like it, love it, hate it. This is kind of the – this is kind of the situation with college football now. And OU did have a coaching change last year, so it's it's fine by me. Whatever. Yeah. I I understand the beef. Um, I, here's the thing, and I don't think that this is a good thing, but it's, it's, it's different. Times are different. You know, they're the, uh, travel ball and AAU era has made its way into collegiate sports, into professional sports. If something's not working, it's not my fault. It's the situation I was dealt. So the best answer is to find a better situation, right? That's that's the mindset these days. Um, and you know, I, I, you can't blame the kids for that. You know, everyone wants to blame the kids, but who should you blame? The, the parents. parents, Frank Martin, Kevin Durant. I blame Kevin Durant. <laughs> blame uh, Kevin Durant. <laughs> I'm actually down for <laughs> that's that. Right. I, I, think, I think that's what I'm going to do. But also, I think with Stogner, it was, you know, I think it was a one in the hand versus two in the bush situation because I'm pretty sure the timing of it. Um, I know that there was at least a couple players that wanted to immediately follow Beamer to South Carolina, and he wouldn't let them because he didn't want to burn any bridges with Oklahoma. He didn't want to, you know, he a lot like what you know, Brent did, and like the exact opposite that Lincoln did. Um, but so I think he always kind of had it in his mind, like, hey, you know, I, I really like Beamer. I might go there. And he wasn't sure whether Joe John Finley 
was going to be retained at that point, right? When he when he entered the portal, I think that was all still kind of up in the air, right? So yeah. it's like, okay, I can go play for a guy that I know that has coached me, you know, or I can just stick it out here and who knows who's going to be my coach, right? So I think that was a situation where it's – and now that Joe John is here and is, you know, is – gainfully employed and he knows he's going to be here i think that's when he's like look i'm getting closer to home i'm going back to a coach that i know is going to be there let's ride as russell wilson would say let me ask you this though and i i agree with all of those things or at least i I agree with the the theory of all of those things Mm -hmm. but why is he leaving south carolina now yeah well and that and that's my thing it's you know he's he's said that and people around the recruitment, if you will, and I'm putting quotes with that, but he said, I want to get closer to home. Um, Because the other tight end's leaving, too. He's going to Florida State. Yeah, and they're really, I mean, they had him blocking a ton, and while he's, you know, a serviceable block, he's not Braden Willis blocking. Um, He's he's really a receiving tight end. I mean, that's where we've seen him at his best at Oklahoma. So I think he's just looking at his look. They didn't really – have me as part of their game plan offensively outside of blocking i want to go somewhere where i'm the i'm the guy because when he was at oklahoma he wasn't the i mean he was sharing the tight end room with with some other yeah targets. he's yet to be the guy yeah at this, tight end. this year he will be the guy so yeah i mean it, it could be a grass is green wasn't greener teddy you know is like hey i went and followed uh, beamer he was my position coach surely you know, going with Rattler, going with my quarterback, surely I'm just going to get fed the ball, and it just didn't happen. Right. No, yeah, I, I, it, it's it's all interesting stuff. I, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't I, – I just – I like that we're getting um, an experienced player back that I think has, an high, that has a high ceiling, and I, I, I can't – I can't single Austin Stogner out in the whole situation of college football and the transfer portal to say, you know, that there's anything necessarily bad or right, he's soft or he's looking for the easy, like, I can't, I mean, it's just, it's society now. Like th- this is, this is what you do. You look for the better opportunity and see if you can go improve your standing somewhere. That's just how it goes. Uh, well, and even with like employment, right? Like everybody's got the dad that, or the at least the relative or something that was oh I worked at that company for twenty years and twenty five years I retired got my gold watch and everything now it's mobility I mean everybody wants oh we'll move around like I think the average you know the average work lifespan of someone has gone down like you know yeah a thousand percent or something like that uh, text line by the way uh, how many times can a kid transfer Justin and Kawita ask J T Daniels that uh, he would know the answer it's Just unlimited. It's unlimited as, as far as, um, like, you get one free transfer, right, eligible immediately. You get a graduate transfer eligible immediately. And any other time you transfer, you're up to some possible restrictions by your school or your conference, right? But it doesn't seem like, at least I haven't heard – for quite some time of anyone like holding an eligibility restriction on someone, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Just try to get through as many texts as possible before we hit a break. Well, Stog thought Rattler would target him. More than 20 catches didn't happen. 
Whoever called the plays didn't put Stog in the equation. Stog not happy. Well, that's Marcus Satterfield who got a uh, OC offer at Nebraska. South Carolina fans were pissed at Marcus Satterfield after they lost that game to Mizzou. And, um, well, Marcus Satterfield got a nice little payday based on two games, the Tennessee game and the Clemson game to end the year. Congratulations yeah. to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I Who knows? Who knows what's, what's his driving motivation? Does it really matter to me? Um, I just – I want him here. I want him locked in. I want him healthy. Uh, and I want him uh, focused on being a big part of this football team. That's it. That's really all I care about. And, and to your point, Teddy, it's, it's, he's going to be part of the 2023 season. We knew we needed a tight end in the portal, right? We got some young bodies in there that still need to kind of physically mature and whatnot. We knew that we were going to go get a, a portal tight end. So why not, why not go get one that already knows your coach? already knows his way around, this, that, and the other. Like, it, when, it, when you just talk about, you know, motivations, you know, whatever, it's does that guy make you better in 2023? I like to think so. Hey, yeah. guys, I'm heading to Tulsa from Kansas City for the basketball game. I heard there is a parade tomorrow morning. What's the best way to avoid all of that? You know anything about a parade tomorrow? Is it a Ref Army parade yeah. that I don't know about? <laughs> yeah, well, we were going to surprise Tyler with it, but oh. thanks a lot. Do I get to be on a float? Line. Teddy's Jeez. on a float tomorrow. Yes, that's, Teddy's actually taking a float. Right now, he's remote from a float. He's getting all the way down uh, from uh, Norman right now. But, yeah, there's a there's a parade. I'll tell you what, man. After moving downtown, they've always got a run or a parade or a something. Man, it's, it's tough to get around down there sometimes. Uh, to answer your question, how do you avoid the parade? I don't know. And if Travis doesn't know, I have well, no clue. Hey, hey, look, park anywhere downtown, hop on a scooter, call it good. You, hey, you don't avoid a parade. You stop. You go stand on the side, you clap, and you wave, and you gather candy. You don't avoid it. Yeah, bring some candy to the game. That'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, and share once Rome, you get the candy into the game. Roman Shawnee says, hey, fellas, just curious if y'all could give a shout-out to Brandon Moore, who played back in the early 2000s. Right. I believe with Teddy, dude is going to be coaching in the NCAA semis. National Semifinals tomorrow at home in Golden, Colorado as he leads the ore diggers of Colorado School of Mines against the Shepherd Rams. That's right. I just talked to BMO a couple of days ago um, when I was out in Las Vegas. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing really good. They just went on the road and uh, spanked the number one seed in D2. Uh, they're at, out, uh, on the road in San Angelo, Texas, I believe is where it was. Yeah, so they're back in the semis. His quarterback is up for the Harlan Trophy, which is the Division II Heisman Trophy. Uh, doing some really good things there. Awesome, awesome job. Golden, Colorado. Um, yeah. You can, you can recruit there, man. It is a really, you know, it's, it's like the just best, outside one of the of best Denver. engineering schools in the country, too. Yeah, yeah, you got to be smart to go to Colorado School of Mines. But it's like just outside of Denver, like maybe less than 10 minutes. But it's like this secluded little mountain town that has an Old West feel and like a river that runs through. People are on uh, inner tubes there. Yeah. A lot of cool restaurants. Also got the, also got awesome, the Coors dude. Brewery there. The Coors Brewery yeah. is in Golden. The Coors yes. family yes. Uh, basically funds Same. the uh, university and the football program and all of that. It's like he's got a uh, he's probably has one of the the best funded Division two programs in the country. Uh, it's one of the best jobs in the country. Yeah, that situation in Golden. It is. It's a. It's a really good, good job. It's a unique place. Beautiful campus. Uh, yeah, there's. They got a lot of good things going for them there. Yep. They're. They're in the semis, baby, with the chance 
to go win the whole damn thing. There's a there's an O2 in Arkansas play-by-play guy right there. Uh, Ore Diggers is an awesome name, by the way. How could you not root for a team that uh, former Sooner, and their nickname is the Ore Diggers. That's pretty cool. Every time I hear uh, Ore Diggers, I think of Montana Tech and that crazy coach they had <laughs> that had all those crazy like, yes. like yes. statements. You know? you know, it's kind of like watching your mother-in-law go off a cliff in a Cadillac. You know? Mixed feelings. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Can stop. Can Stogner wear his old South Carolina helmet when he takes the field next fall? That's Russ in Atlanta. Uh, one more. Is Stog having to beg as much as Justin Harrington? No. Totally different situation there. Stogner is going to have a uh, scholarship. Justin Harrington did not. The only thing is, Stogner might have to change his number like Justin Harrington did when he came back to right. Travis. Well, he's going to need it. He, he's going to need to get it back from Caden Helms. So I think, you know. uh, I think Harrington is probably – I don't know. I think he'll probably get on scholarship soon, and I think he might be a starter next year. Ooh. Got a good chance to be. Okay, yeah. how about that? Uh, Jimmy in Tulsa says, boys, can't believe I'm missing the party today at B-Dubs. Enjoy Tulsa in the game. Yeah, Jimmy uh, feeling a little bit under the weather today, unfortunately. Oh, my. What an excuse. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's code yeah. for his wife wouldn't let him go up there. <laughs> That's probably right. It's probably right. <laughs> probably true well thanks for at least checking in jimmy and tulsa hey coming up next we got to do our under the radar player well here's what we're going to do under the radar recruits that's currently committed for the 2023 class what does that mean text line well you already know 405-651-3439 who's the under the radar commit in this class that people aren't talking about enough we'll give our submissions we'll get your submissions and more coming up next this is your home for sooner fans the Ref Sports Radio Network. Tulsa Day live on The Ref. Brought to you by Air Comfort Solutions. We are at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Tulsa, 6222 East 41st Street. And it's time for our under-the-radar player. Really, the uh, under-the-radar recruit is how we're approaching it. Um, who's the most underrated commit that OU has in the 2023 class? Text line is popping off with their responses. We'll give our answers here shortly. Boyd Street Ventures is bringing you the under-the-radar player. Boyd Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under-the-radar sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU Innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. Teddy, you got the tee box. Who is the uh, underrated commit in the 23 class? Lewis Carter. Ooh, okay. Lewis Carter. I think he was on like the uh, semi-finalist, finalist for the high school Buckus Award. I want to say that right, Travis? Yeah, yep, he yep. was. Teddy, Teddy's on brand with that one. He is um, – now, he's he's not a big player. Like, I'm not sure that he plays linebacker whenever he comes to Oklahoma. Like, he's listed at 6 foot 205. Like, I, don't, I don't know where – like what he walks around at right now. Um, but he's, he's, he's a football player, in, instincts, uh, hard hitter flies around like I don't know what his like his times are listed at as far as like uh, measurables 40 yard time and stuff like that but he plays really really he looks like the fastest guy on the field at all time and um, yeah I I think he's think he's going to be an absolute stud don't know where he's going to play but I think he's going to be a stud Travis what do you think you know what I'm going to go with Derek LeBlanc simply because I think so much of the conversation 
has been about David Hicks and our recruitment of David Hicks and, you know, was he silent? Did he flip? What happened? Is A&M got a bag? And meanwhile, we've got Derek LeBlanc, a top 10 defensive lineman, according to 247, just hanging out in the class, right? So um, I think that he's under the radar simply because of the attention that has been turned to other uh, recruits at the same position. So uh, give me give me Derek at a position of need um, as our under-the-radar recruit. I'm going with the guy that's kind of ranked smack dab in the middle of this recruiting class, and it's a guy that people know but don't talk about a whole lot. Maybe it's the position. I really like Josh Bates. Oh, that was I was, was going to go. What I see from him is, what is he listed at, 6'3", 305, okay? But it kind of feels like he's that nasty that they need on the offensive line. You know, I haven't seen a ton of that here recently. They need to get back to having some inside guys that are really tough, really nasty. I don't know. I, obviously, Travis agrees with that. I don't know what Teddy thinks. But they need to do a better job of developing offensive linemen coming out of high school. And I'm looking at Josh Bates as a guy that kind of, you know, he needs to be a two-, three-year starter for you. I think he can be that type of guy. Yeah. Well, um, like we could probably just continue to go throughout the entire class. But, you know, I think um, – who was the kid that decommitted the burner? I think he went to Georgia. Anthony An- Evans. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Evans uh, w- was getting a lot of attention and – um, you know, obviously we've got transfer portal stuff at wide receiver. We're looking for some names. Like the the Petaway dude is, mm-hmm. he's unbelievable. Now, he's he's a small receiver in stature. He's listed at 5'11", 170. But he is an absolute stud. And, you know, we need difference makers at wide receiver right now. I feel like he's kind of, even though he's like the third rated player in this class, I, I feel like we don't hear much about him. We hear all kinds of stuff about Jackson Arnold, obviously, and P.J. Adebare. Uh, we hear about those guys. And then, um, you know, Travis, you're talking about, like, all the attention that still is going to Peyton Bowen and 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 Hicks. Like, Petaway is a dude now. And what is he? He's a he's a top ten wide receiver in the country. Yeah, like, no, I mean, it's a good point. He's a top 100 player. He's a top 75 player nationally. And I, I I don't know why. Maybe it's because he's been committed since July. Well, but they're quiet. Like, there is a there is a point that it's kind of like it's a top seventy five player overall at wide receiver, and we don't spend a whole lot of time on him. Yeah, he's not he's not a squeaky wheel or anything like that. Like it's it's and and really, I want to circle back to Josh Bates. What I like about him is he's the best center in America. And I know Andrew Rain when he was a Broken Arrow on that state title team. Uh, I believe he was left tackle, um, kind of made into a center. Like, I'm, I'm kind of excited, Teddy, to get kind of a true like. When you ask him what position he plays, he doesn't say offensive line. I'm, a, I'm a center. I yeah. play center. So he's really excited to play that specific position, and and that's what makes me excited. He's now a four star according to rivals. So his uh, his ranking keeps rising. So yeah, really excited about Bates. Yeah, I think uh, hey. When you got a good class like they've got going right now, there's there's plenty of guys on here um, to be excited about. You know, you you can go down to like some of the lowest ranked guys on here. The Taylor Wine kid, the edge player yeah. out of Tennessee that that you know just signed up uh, or just committed here recently, kind of flew under the radar nationally for a long time. You know, 
he he looks really good. 6'5", 240 pounds. Cade McIntyre. He just picked up his four-star today as well. Yeah. Taylor Wine just picked up his four-star today, so great evaluation. Cade McIntyre uh, up out of Nebraska. You know, he's a 6'4". You know, he's listed at 210, but he's way bigger than that now. I, it wouldn't shock me if he shows up, if he's an early uh, arrival, if he shows up at like 235 or, or bigger. Like his, like the video they put out of him lifting weights, like breaking all of the records there at his high school in in Nebraska is like some legit weight that he's throwing around. So like it, you just even look at the the lower ranked guys. There's plenty of guys to be excited about. It's good stuff. So so to your point, did you see the picture of uh, that Cade's dad put out uh, of the in home? Was he the rip guy? Yeah, his 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 Jeez. dad. We need to check his eligibility. But funny story: when we were up uh, in Omaha covering the College World Series, Parker and I actually went over to see Cade, and it was funny because Cade's got an older brother that is shorter than him, and he's just ripped. Right, the, the dad owns a gym. They're in it all the time. Like they're obsessed with working out. Well, Cade is cracking us up because he's an obviously well-built kid, but he was visibly frustrated in our conversation that he was like yeah man my brother you know he's just jacked but i'm not because i keep on growing once i stop growing i'll finally be able to fill out and i'm looking at the guy i'm like bro i don't know man you look pretty jacked so uh he is a guy that to your point uh can put on and will put on uh, a ton of really good weight so um here's some text phil pachotti is definitely underrated he is yeah i had that year at img Mm -hmm. uh backer Peyton said, I could see Keon Brown being this year's Jaden Gibson that gets a ton of love and hype and just doesn't get on the field much his freshman year. Uh, Jacoby Johnson will be a star. Cade Kalmus, that's from Frank Foster. What, what a story that would be if Cade Kalmus ends up being oh, a player man. there. Oh, my hey, gosh. all of this being said, I don't expect any of these guys to contribute next year. <laughs> uh, let's see. Underrated recruit is Lewis Carter. Desperately need depth at linebacker. His tape does the talking, extremely physical. Josh Bates committed the longest important position to success of offensive line. So you guys get the point here. I can go down several more texts and read several more names, but there's a lot of players in this class that, I don't know, can be viewed as as underrated and a decent amount of players in this class that can't be viewed as underrated because they're high four-star, five-star type of guys. Yeah. Nope. I uh, I agree, I agree. Plenty of plenty of good players on here, and you know we didn't even and it didn't even talk about like guys like Caden Green, uh, you know, big offensive lineman out of uh, Kansas City. That's kind of for whatever reason flown under the radar from PJ Adabare that that we got from the same type of area. Um, you know, because they, there was no drama there. Yeah, probably like the guys that we've talked about the most have had. Like, Caden Green, there's been no doubt. We haven't even talked about him going anywhere else, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, even with Jackson Arnold, I never felt like he was going to go anywhere, but there was always drama surrounding him, right? Caden Green, it's always been like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's four-star offensive tackle. He'll, he'll be here, no doubt. I think one of, like, just to add one more name, I think one of the more intriguing players in this class in terms of under the radar, and I know he got hurt this year with stinks, watch out for Eric McCarty, man. That kind of feels like that's a really good eval by the staff. He's an Oklahoma kid that we've been talking a lot about. He's really athletic. We'll see what they do with him exactly, but there's I think there's some upside there, Travis. I think oh, he was like a zero. Sure. He didn't have any stars when they offered him. 
But oh, no, it was a great eval, and it's just you watch some of the games when he obviously before his injury, but you watch some of those games, he wore his team like some shoulder pads. I mean, dragging dudes into the end zone, plays anywhere you need him to play. Um, that that dude's got a bright future. When you look at guys and you say, you know what, Oklahoma needs to build with Oklahoma kids. That's the guy you kind of think about. Yeah. Uh, Phil Pachotti, any word on tease, please? Praying emoji. Um, <laughs> no. We'll see. <laughs> Signing day, by the way, is like 12 days away. So yeah. we're getting closer. Well, answers closer. quickly, I promise you. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Under the Radar Player brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Boyd Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising Under the Radar Sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. Here's one for Josiah Wagner who is being called a uh, ball hawk. Hmm. So I – There you go. I, I, I don't think that there's anyone – well. It doesn't I feel like he... there's anyone in this class that people are like, yeah, he stinks. What's he doing here? Right. Yep. What are they doing with that offer? Except Stogner, I guess. Yeah, Stogner's <laughs> the only one. Yep. All right, boys, uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Tulsa Day, live on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Travis Davidson with you until 6 p.m. Buffalo Wild Wings, 6222 East 41, or 41st Street here in Tulsa. And by the way, it is the holiday season. You're doing some shopping. So for the sports fan in your life, well, everyone likes wings, right? Everyone likes beer. Visit any Buffalo Wild Wings until the end of the year and receive a free $5 bonus card with the purchase of a twenty uh, purchase of $25 in gift cards. Limit four per guest per visit. All right, it's time for what caught Teddy's eye. So let's get to it. Story number one is. Well, it's what ESPN wanted. Um, Caleb Williams is cleaning up, obviously, on the awards circuit. Walter Kemp, Maxwell Award, and pretty much every story on the front page of ESPN.com, the story of Caleb Williams' run toward the Heisman Trophy. Nailed it. USC quarterback Caleb Williams' season was full of manicured messages. Uh, all kinds of stuff. There was on, manicuring going on, all right, with Caleb Williams. Yeah. Um, just there it is. It's interesting. And Sooner fans, you're just going to have to stomach it. Uh, you're going to be uh, force-fed pictures of painted nails for the next week or two nonstop. So just wanted to uh, let everyone know, keep your guard up. It's coming. Well, it could be worse. They could be getting ready to play Georgia in a semifinal game and people talking about how they're going to be the team with Caleb Williams that can knock off Georgia in the semifinals. So now instead you're saying, well, if they beat Tulane, who cares? USC is in one of those bowl games. They are a game away from being in the playoff. But instead, Travis, they're playing in one of those games where, where you, you you better win it. You can't lose to Tulane. Are you serious? Yeah, it's Boise State. Yeah. It is what it is. It's 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 a no-win situation. Yep. Uh, that's all I got, boys. Um, With transfers now, we have uh, bumped up to the number six overall class above LSU. Oh, interesting. When you factor in our transfers. We are the number one ranked uh, transfer now is that because of worth. is that because of like the all the reclassification stuff today? No, uh, they're taking into account uh, oh. Jacob Lacey and Austin Stogner, so um, that you know pushes us over the edge. But rivals did update. I'm pretty sure three or four. I know Keon Brown got his four star with rivals. Joshua Bates did. Um, 
I know Taylor Wine did. So I think our rivals uh, definitely would go up, which would affect, of course, the composite. But um, that that transfer, it's, it's going to uh, keep bumping it up. Yeah. Um, I got a few here. First off, and we talked about it during Locked In today, but the rumored OC for Texas A&M. That's right. Jimbo's going to have to hire OC and let someone else call plays. Bobby Petrino, formerly of Arkansas, most notably of Arkansas, currently of Missouri State for now. I don't think that that's official yet. Is it, Travis? That's just the, the hot rumor yeah. that Petrino, or yeah, as Teddy's the, calls it, Petrino? It's the, it is confirmed that he's going to be interviewing, which is enough to send a lot of A&M fans over the edge, apparently. Gosh, Bobby Petrino's <laughs> got to be on the sideline calling plays next year if he gets that gig, Teddy. Jimbo and uh, Petrino getting into it on the sidelines. Money. what we all need. Too much control there. Money. And I got to tell you, man, that like, you say whatever you want about Petrino. Like, is he a good coordinator? Is he not? I mean, he, he, he's got a good history. But like that is not like a name that – a bunch of recruits and transfer guys are going to be excited about at all. No, I don't think so either. I mean, it's a, it's a notable name, but it's been what 2010 since he got Arkansas to the sugar bowl. Yeah. So it's, it's been, well, yeah, and, it's, it's and been they were, they were going after Garrett Riley and he turned him down uh, reports say, so, uh, go, you know, taking the big swing and, uh, you end up with an interview from Bobby Petrino. I'm not sure that's what they were hoping for this offseason. So this is less about what caught my eye and really what caught my ear. But Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports, he has a theory when it comes to Deion Sanders and recruiting. And it's already, I I mean, I think you could argue it's already been a successful hire for Colorado and they haven't had one practice yet. Mm -hmm. But Bruce Feldman has a theory, Teddy, that, you know, they may be recruiting a kid that has Colorado fourth or fifth on their list. But there's going to be kids that take visits to Colorado just to meet Deion Sanders. And Bruce <laughs> Feldman thinks, watch out, if you meet a guy like Deion Sanders, who has the most charisma of any head coach in college football, he thinks that he's going to end up stealing some highly ranked recruits just because kids want to say, yeah, I just want to go meet Dion. I'll go to Boulder. And he'll find a way to get him committed. Yeah, you may be right. That may happen. Um, it wouldn't shock me. Uh, he's – he's done things in recruiting that we've never seen before, like get one of, or was he the number one player in a class to go to a place like Jackson State? Like That's yep. never happened before. N- nothing anywhere close to that's ever happened before. So, yeah, you you do not want any of your commits, this is Oklahoma included, taking late, uh, late visits to Boulder at all. No, absolutely you don't. But the thing is, I wonder how many, you know, OVs, whatnot, are going to be used early by them um, from people that just want to go get pictures with them, and they're like, look, I don't want to – maybe I don't want to play in Boulder. Maybe I don't want to play in the Pac-12. Maybe I don't want to play for Colorado. Whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. So it'll be interesting to kind of weed that out, right? But, Teddy, you're right, man. A late visit to Boulder, it can't, can't be good. On the table. Can't be good. Anything can't be good. is on the table at that point, and – I won't doubt the guy, man. I think he's going to be successful. Hell, he got, since he was at Jackson State, they pulled in way more four- and five-star recruits at Jackson State than Colorado did while he was at Jackson State. You can recruit to Boulder a little bit easier than Jackson, Mississippi, right? I mean, it's not 
you know, it may not be Athens, Georgia, or anything like that, but it's it, it's it's still a good spot. It's with a really nice campus. It's a really cool town. Dion will finish with some yeah. not number one overall classes, but he'll get some top twenty. Well, I mean, classes Dylan Edwards uh, looks like a, a you know easy flip candidate. He was Kansas State, and then he just decommitted from Notre Dame. Um, he's one of those speedsters and. Everybody, he just decommitted, and everybody thinks he's going to Colorado. So you're right. He's not going to have a tough time recruiting out there, and I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall uh, in Lincoln Riley's cubicle um, when he saw that hire come across because – Probably uh, didn't like it. That's uh, that's that's rough news for uh, Lincoln. Last one I have, uh, this was from the College Football Awards show last night. Bijan Robinson wins the Doak Walker, which a lot of people thought it was yeah. going to be or should have been Blake Corum. It's hard to hate no. on Bijan winning the award for the best running back in the country. He's real good. Yeah, they got yeah. the right one on that, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, forget A lot of people may not agree with it, but uh, he's uh, Blake Corum's running behind the best offensive line in college football right now. That matters. Um, you know, he's dynamic. He can do a lot of things, but uh, uh, B. John Robinson's the most complete running back maybe we've seen in a long time in college football. How many Texas players in the past, let's go back to 2000, have they been so good that OU fans kind of universally say, well, I don't really hate him. I mean, like, you got you got to give it up to him. He's, like, really, really good. There haven't been a lot of players like B. John's level where he said, I can't even hate on that guy. He's kind of special. That's true. Well, we, true. We, we talked about, uh, even during the season, um, you know, think back to the OSU-Texas game, right? I mean, they, they throw Quinn back there to throw 49 times. He completes 19 of them. You know, he throws picks on the last two possessions they have, and they end up blowing that lead. Like, you know, we were talking about Hyatt uh, for Tennessee getting an NIL deal to come back. I mean, Bijan's the type of guy that you'd be yeah. like, I need this guy back because if, if you give – I mean – if they just give Bijan the ball more and stop trying to force it through Quinn Ewers' hands, I mean, they probably have two more wins this year. They're probably yeah. a 10-win team. Sugar Shane says uh, Bijan had over 1,000 yards after the hit this year. Yeah, insane. Jeez, crazy. All right, that's all I have. All right, boys, let's hit a quick timeout. We'll wrap up hour number two next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. The Central Oklahoma Buick GMC Dealers. Bringing you this hour of the rush on Tulsa Day, live from Buffalo Wild Wings, 6222 East 41st Street. By the way, if you go to any Buffalo Wild Wings, get a $25 gift card, you're going to get five free dollars. If you're going to go eat at Buffalo Wild Wings anyway, and you're probably going to spend more than 30 bucks, why would you not just buy the $25 gift card, get the five free dollars, and get a free beer or something? I don't know. It's a brilliant idea. Well, I mean, you can buy it for the whole year. Buy yourself... You know, if you're going to be coming here for the UFC, you know, fights or anything like that or any March Madness, anything like that, dude, get yourself, you know, 500 bucks and and you're just getting free on top of it. You know you're going to spend it throughout the year anyway. It's not like they expire in a week. It's true. Uh, Deshaun McCullough just sent out a tweet. He puts the pin emoji, basically the the location emoji. I like it. That means he is uh, officially in Norman, Oklahoma. And if Deshaun McCullough is in Norman, that means his younger brother, who's a four-star, still a Cincinnati commit, right? Dave McCullough is uh, uh, also in Norman as well. Can we yep. redirect that parade that's supposed to be in downtown Tulsa tomorrow to uh, to Norman from a, He's that for the big McCullough of a deal. brothers? You want to throw a parade? He's yeah. that big of a difference Why maker? Why not? Well, Ted, Teddy, just, just get to the front of the parade and then just 
just read like just start driving. It's not like the the floats, you know, they just follow the one in front of them. That's it's a not good like, point. It's not like they're out there with their GPS trying to not miss turns. Like so, just all you have to do is get to the front, and then uh, you know, just hope they don't they, get wise to it well, by they, the time they get to Norman. I was about to say they may get wise to it by the time we get to Chandler. Um, <laughs> but if I can, if I can get everyone through the toll without knowing that something's up, I think we'll be smooth sailing. From you, there. Tell them you're prepaying. I prepaid all these floats behind me. Deshaun yeah. McCullough is probably going to tweet out an edit tomorrow of him in an OU uniform, and if he's wearing number ten. Number 11, number 20, or number 44, I think all of OU Twitter is probably going to pass out tomorrow. <laughs> He's already being hyped up Good. as a day one difference maker, maybe the best defensive player on the team. And if he wears a legendary number, then, oh, God, it's on. BB might make him wear. He probably will make him wear one of those numbers. Well, unfortunately, um He's probably going to be wearing zero. That's his number. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Woody's um, wearing uh, zero yeah, next Woody's year. Yeah, Woody's got so zero. Who knows? Maybe double, double zero. zero. I still think double zero is the move. Didn't Averman wear that in Mighty Ducks? Wasn't he, he double zero? He did. Yes, Averman did. Yeah. Which, you know, just a role player on that team. But, yeah, a role you know, player. That's fine. You always need role <laughs> players. Uh, if they play for UT, I hate them. Uh, Mama says Bijan Mustardson is yummy. Earl Thomas was so uh, uh, was so good. I was yeah. glad when he was gone. Yeah, he'd be That's the name good. in the past twenty years that you would say like, yeah, I got to respect him. He's really good from Texas. Yeah, he was uh, he was a stud for sure. How was um, how was Jamal Charles received? Well, he was really good his freshman year. I think his freshman year was at 05. Um, fine, I guess. I mean, not, no one really hated him. Yeah. Um. What about the uh, uh, the McCoy brothers? Um, I think eventually you kind of got almost like beaten into submission, at, yeah. at least with Colt. Like I think you got beaten into submission long term to be like, okay, fine. Like you're just tough. Like almost Sam Ellinger kind of had that feel where Sam Ellinger didn't get respect because he was just really, really good. He just got respect because we just saw him get his, you know, his clock rang like cleaned over and over and over and you're like oh okay i'll give it up for the guy and obviously everyone loved chris sims still does yeah, today. still do he's great and what a stand-up type of guy he is hey who was the receiver that was there with uh colt mccoy can't think of his name uh right jordan now. shipley shipley oh, heard they man. were roommates they were roommates teddy you heard that every single game they played on uh, the broadcast nice good stuff all right quick time out more from the rush coming up we got the final hour next Hey, Sooner fans, we've got you covered 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. No, we don't get a break. 